It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Then I have Jimmy Fortune on the phone here. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing this morning, Gary? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for calling in. I know it's early down there for you, so... Yeah, I can hear myself singing at high and going, good grief. I'm glad I don't have to do that this morning. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. How's your career going? I'm sure things have slowed down right now because of the coronavirus, but uh, you've, you've yeah, been busy I mean, the last few years. so It's been, uh, well, this will be the 18th year since the Staten Bowes retired, if you believe that or not. Boy, that's hard to believe, isn't it? And it's, uh, you know... Um, but things, you know, have been going really well. It was, it was a, it was a little uh, slow going when I first started and everything. But as I got rolling and everything, everything's been really good. I've, I've uh, been able to, to, to etch out a, a really good career, uh, solo career on the, on all of this. Thanks to the Statler brothers, right, right, giving me that that foothold in the in the business in any way. And then a lot of people coming into my path and the good Lord first of all, and then. Uh, Bill Gaither came along and helped, you know, a lot as well, you right. know, signing up with him a few years ago. And yes, sir. So uh, it's been going really good. Uh, you know, when you're into, you know, the country end of it and the, and also the gospel music has really helped me out a lot as well. So right. uh, it's well, been good. I, I can't complain. I understand. The Stadler Brothers started in 1955 as the Kingsmen. And uh, then their lead singer was Joe McDorman, who left in 1960 because of Army, I believe. I think he was going into the Army. And uh, then uh, that's when Don took over. And uh, mm -hmm. that was in 1960. And, of course, then in 64, the Statlers started with Johnny Cash. But my point is, from 1960 until 2004, when they retired, there was only one change of, of uh, uh, staff, and that was when you replaced Lou DeWitt. And that's that's yeah. very unusual, isn't it, uh, to be that long? Yeah, Lou suffered from Crohn's disease, and, and uh, of course, I was young. I was, when I uh, joined up with the Stout Brothers, I was 26 going on 12, <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I've been playing clubs in Virginia and everything for a lot of years, uh, six days a week, six nights a week, four hours a night, and the two daytime jobs. But, uh, but yeah, it was uh, the only change because, like I said, Lou had to go be out for about six months for uh, his surgery for Crohn's disease, uh -huh. and um, he uh, actually heard me singing at a local ski resort in Virginia. And um, back to a place called Wintergreen in 1981. It was around Thanksgiving 1981. And we became friends and talked a little bit. And uh, and then uh, after right after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's that year, uh, he had told the Statler brothers, Harold, Phil, and Don, that he was going to have to be out for about six months because of the surgery that's going to take place. And so then he told him about me and, he, and about some others that he had heard. Um, and, you know, maybe they give me a try, you know. And and uh, long story short, you know, they had some auditions in Nashville. And then they auditioned me in Virginia. I was the first audition in Virginia, actually. Mm -hmm. And then they had to come to Nashville. And then once they finished with those, uh, got to the end, they called me back again and to come to Nashville and 
then they hired me. Uh, long, like I said, long story short, because it's a. <laughs> I'm writing a book. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of writing a book about my life. Oh, and, uh, good. And so that that whole chapter it's going to have a whole chapter to itself because of all the things that took place. But, uh, but yeah, then they hired me. Actually, they're temporary at first because uh, when they um, told me that Lou was was uh, ill and and that I would be coming in to help them out, you know, I, I looked at it a little bit different. If they would have told me, "Hey, you, you know, he's leaving. We want you to take his place," I I I don't think I would have handled that very well because. I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to come into some group and take somebody else's place. Right. And so I knew that I was helping out, so that kind of made me feel better about it, you know. Um, but I had no idea that Lou would, in about six months, he would come back and say, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, why don't you just continue on? And um, and so I, I asked him, I said, are you sure that's what you want? And he said, yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I can do this anymore. Let the way, take the road of the way, as much as they want to travel, you know. And right. So if you would, and I said, well, you know, I, I think I'd probably be an uh, an idiot to turn it down. But I, but in, but in a way, it was like uh, I knew in my heart. I said, this is going to be a little tough now because, you know, you're coming in, and I was, I never took his place because I never looked at it that way. I, right. You know, exactly. it would always be first tenor and he was there and he he was very unique and he did a lot of things he wrote flowers on the wall a lot of their hits and and uh i knew in my heart that i could never never ever take his place so i just had to kind of make a place for myself but in the process of doing things like that you're always compared to to the first one that was there right. and you know and and so um i had to kind of face up face that and you still even today, you still have to face that because it, it's like uh, a little different way to come into the business, and I, um, it was different than I thought I would ever come into the business. But it was, um, it was still, it was still great because it turned into. I was, I told them, I said, you know, you gave me a break, so I'll do the best I can do for you until y'all don't, y'all don't want to do this anymore, and that's what I did. I stayed until 2002 when they retired in October of 2002. And, uh, and then I knew that I didn't want to stop. So I said, well, I'll just pick up where I left off uh, before you guys hired me. And that's what I did. And you spent, what, 21 years with them? It was almost. It was. I uh, joined them um, January of 1982. Uh, January the 28th, 1982, mm -hmm. in Savannah, Georgia, was our first date. And then uh, my last date was uh, October the twenty sixth, two thousand two. Okay. Well, they, you know, Southern gospel groups uh, kind of change members all the time. But whether it's a bass singer or a tenor singer, they come and come and go. But uh, in in the the Statler brothers kept their gospel roots, but only had that one personnel change in in all those years. Kind of like the Oak Ridge Boys since nineteen seventy two. The only personnel change they had was when William Lee left and was gone for, I believe, eight years and then came back. And other than that, yeah. that's the only change they've had. And then Diamond Yeah, they had a guy named uh, Steve Sanders. Yes, I, I remember Steve. And it was a little different situation um, at the time. There right. was more of a, a person, personnel, personnel, uh, 
personality kind of a conflict there a little bit, I right. think, for a while. Exactly. And a little bit different story. And uh, and I always felt for Steve Sanders because uh, I always thought, you know, that's a hard thing to come in and do. Exactly. Um, he was feeling some, trying to fill through. some big shoes there. So Yeah, you're trying to fill big shoes. And then uh, with me, it was a little different, I think, because people knew that Lou was ill. And, and here's this guy coming in. And some people understood, some people didn't. You know, so you've always got those people that, you know, uh, that won't accept you. But, uh, you know, with, with Steve, I think um, he did a great job, I thought, when yes, he first he did. came in. And uh, he was a great singer uh, and everything. But um, I think, uh, you know, that, that had to be a hard thing to come in and do that and then deal with uh, the the other things that kind of go along with that. So there were a lot of people that accepted him and probably a lot of people that didn't. Right. And I knew him, but I didn't really get to talk to him. I always thought, man, I, I need to call him and maybe talk to him or something. But um, For, our listeners, know, who I, for I our listeners who don't know, he eventually, after he left the Oak Ridge Boys, committed suicide. And that was a, a sad time in country music. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that always uh, bothered me because uh, I kind of knew... Uh, where he, how he felt uh-huh. uh, uh, about things because it is a different way to come into the business and and sometimes you uh, you know you you don't it's just it, you don't expect to come in but and be compared to someone else all the time and mm-hmm. you know when people come through the front line you know you have to deal with that people will come to you for an autograph and some people just walk right around you and never even acknowledge you that's hard right. at first you know. And um, and Steve, so, Steve was a quote-unquote star in gospel music when he was eight or nine years old on television all the time. And he yeah, came, yeah, he had he had a big. He was a child uh, child star. prodigy. Yeah, so yeah, very, um, very good singer. And, yeah, he was. And so, um, but like I said, that you don't know what's going on in somebody's life and um, and everything, but. Um, you know, that I was shocked when I when I heard that. Oh, it was sure. pretty pretty devastating. Um but uh, but yeah, it, you know, what it, it was something that um a little bit different situation with me because of of like I said, I came in to try to help those guys out and and uh help them continue on, you know, for as long as they wanted to. And uh, so then, you know, whatever uh my my kind of dreams were of of being whatever I wanted to be. I had to put those on hold too because, mm-hmm. but it was still great. I mean, I still had a great career with Fat Brothers and got to do a lot of my songs and and uh, and things like that. So, um, and then eventually, I think people really accepted me. Oh sure, uh, yes, you know, across the board. So um, it's been a pretty blessed life, I can tell you that. Amen, that's right. And of course you wrote Elizabeth, which was their biggest song, I believe, in their career. Well, it was the biggest probably country song. Um, it was the number one song, but you know, they had a lot of top ten songs that mm-hmm. were even top twenty songs that were really very really big songs, but Flowers on the Wall was a was a, a crossover hit. Uh, it went to number two, but oh, it was a yeah. crossover. That was a monster and, hit. So. And, yeah, in, a, in, in pop music uh, as well as country music, which made it a huge, huge 
success. I was about uh, 10 years old when that came out. So I remember that song. It was just a, it was a monster song for them for their first for their first single, yeah. you know. So Yeah, yeah. Why don't you share so, with us? Can you share with us a little bit of the story about uh uh, I think you were in Texas or, or somewhere, and you went to the hotel room and and um, had a talk with the Lord. Yeah, that was um, in um, March of, of uh, um, 1993. Uh, I was going through, I'd been calling, I had gotten a call and said, told that my dad had cancer, and uh, and it was like, and it wasn't good. You know, it was, it just, uh, pretty much they didn't give him much time, you know, to live. And and then I was going through a uh, divorce, pretty bad separation uh, at the time. Uh, and my life was, even though it was great in some ways with Tathers and all, all the success we were having and new TV show and things like that, um, I was just really lonely and at, just at my at my wit's end about a lot of things and a lot of things that I had brought on myself. But uh, anyway, we were on our way. I was trying to put my marriage back together, and and I wasn't having much success at it. And we were leaving to go on a tour, a uh, pretty lengthy tour, and this one, I just didn't want to go. I wanted to stay home and try to, try to fix things if I could. But I just couldn't, and... Uh, so we left. I don't remember going on tour. We stopped at Little Rock, Arkansas. It was a hotel there, and I couldn't sleep that night. I was up on the bus, and I it was about we got in there about two in the morning, and uh, it was real foggy and kind of rainy and just just yucky, just a terrible <laughs> night and a terrible time in my life. And I got off the bus and I just found my way to the hotel room and couldn't even hardly see the room before for the fog in in the in the air. And I opened the door and went into the hotel room, and it was like a lot of hotel rooms, just kind of gloomy and and everything. And I went in and I sat down on the side of the bed, and I just felt just so, just felt bad. It was just it was miserable. And I um, I looked over on the uh, the nightstand, and and uh, there was a Gideon Bible, and it was opened up, and I was like uh, one of the Bibles that the Gideons placed in the hotel rooms there and I just and I and I just thought how odd that the Bible is laying there and it's opened up and I ran I just kind of ran over to the Bible and I just looked down it and it was uh and I'll never forget I mean it was it was Jeremiah 525 and my eyes fell on the words of your sins and your iniquities have kept good things from you and man it just it was like it literally, I felt like God was telling me, hey, you know, it wasn't anybody. You can't blame anybody for the, the place that you're in right now, only yourself. I mean, as far as some of these things that are going on in your life, and I felt like I needed to you know, really ask Christ into my heart at that moment. And I felt like he was in the room with me. I really did. And um, I called my mom and dad, and uh, they even, even that, like that early in the morning back in Virginia and I told them what I was going through and I told them what had happened and they just kind of rejoiced with me on the phone that, you know, I wanted to accept Christ and wow. really, really change, to change my life. And, and from that moment on, he started changing my life and 
so many things started happening to even all, even all the way up until the Stadler brothers decided to retire, and I knew that that God wanted me to continue on, that God wanted me to uh, uh, do what he wanted me to do and what I was put here to do, uh, mm-hmm. sing and write songs and try to help people in a positive way uh, with my songs and with my music. And that's what he's done from that point on, just that's literally... Great taken my life and changed it and molded it into what you know what god intended for me to be right you know? and of course uh we just recently lost harold and i'm sure that was uh, uh, a terrible time in your in your heart as well so yeah well i knew he was sick for a couple of years and would call him periodically we'd talk on the phone and he you know the thing of it was he never complained or anything like that he was just uh, he had kidney disease, and uh, and he was a real private person. He didn't like to talk about, you know, himself and 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 things. You know, we just like we would talk. We talk about old times. We talk. As a matter of fact, I called him just just a couple weeks before he passed away, and, and he was having having a good good day that mm-hmm. day, and and uh, and we talked and laughed so hard till I cried. I mean, he literally, if you could have a one-on-one with Harold Reed, you would you would see and come out feeling like, man, I just laughed so hard, I can't even, right. you know, just had that ability to, not only in, in front of a crowd to do that, but a one-on-one with you as well. It, it was the, it was a gift yes, to was. ever have a one-on-one with Harold Reed, I can tell you that. Well, I was at the Ryman Auditorium uh, the night that the cathedrals were doing their final video, and uh, the Oak Ridge Boys were on the program, as was uh, uh, the Statler Brothers. And I I remember George Yance of the cathedrals saying that uh, uh, Harold had actually offered him a kidney. And uh, George was not a candidate for a kidney replacement uh, because of his age and 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 things, and then and then that's what Harold passed from. So I thought that was yeah, that was I always thought that was really odd myself, and I I uh, so I uh, we knew that he he wasn't doing well, and uh, but he chose not to do the dialysis and everything, and he just didn't want to go through that, right? And he he lived his life exactly the way he wanted to live it. I mean, it just and right up to the to the end. I mean, well, last the last week, uh, I had call, got a call from his daughter, and uh, and I talked to Don on the phone um, that Harold had taken a turn for the worse and wasn't doing well. And um, so then I got the call. Uh, I was keeping in touch with the family because with all the corona stuff going on, you couldn't really go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. So right. I was just listening for phone calls, and we would talk on the phone a lot. But uh, they called me on that Friday night uh, two weeks ago now, and uh, it was about 7.30, and uh, Don said that he had passed away. And um, I was standing in my front yard here in Nashville, and it was a beautiful clear evening and I just was standing out there and it was just about dark and I just looked up at the sky and just felt this I don't know uh, feeling of uh, I looked at this star <laughs> in the sky and I said well Harold I guess you're probably going past that star by now right 
headed on to, <laughs> to where you're going there. And, and I said, uh, goodbye, old friend, and I love you, and I'll see you again. Yes, that's and right. We'll it see him again. Felt, uh, it felt kind of uh, weird because uh, a world without Harold Reid in it was, is, is there's something about knowing that he's here, you know, even if you don't get to see him right. every day or you don't. It just knowing that he's around, uh, and then there's there's a big hole there. Yeah, it's um, hard. It's hard to imagine this world without without Harold Reed. So. Yeah, yeah, and even the even at the funeral, I did go up to the funeral, and we were at just a small service around the graveside, mm -hmm. and um, with just family, and everybody still had to, you know kind of social distance, so to speak. And, right. And. Uh, and I was there, and I, uh, you know, I saw the casket and all, but it was like, it was really like he's not, he's not there, you know. Right, right. He, he, you know, he's, he's uh, where he's going, and he's where he's supposed to be, and and um, and it was still surreal. And I know it was to to the family, and uh, but it's such a wonderful family. Brenda's wife, uh, such a sweetheart, and she was struggling. She had had a stroke a few years ago and Harold was taking care of her and um, he always thought well she'd probably be the first one to go it right. wasn't that way and uh, so his daughters and, and Will his son were all around him and they said that uh, typical Harold here is they said that you know right up until the day he passed away you know that day he'd wake up a little bit and he'd look around and go you mean I'm still here I thought I'd be gone by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a personality he had. Oh, my God. Well, Did Jimmy, it's, it's just great to have you on the show today, and, and what a blessing you are, and, and we enjoy your music so very, very much, and, and the things you've done with uh, the Gaithers recently. I, actually, I saw you last night on Facebook with, with the Isaacs. And uh, yeah, yeah. saw that, and that was we, just. And Rhonda Vincent was there. It was just fantastic uh, time on Facebook last night. So, yeah, yeah, we had a good time. We, uh, of course, we live real close together uh -huh. here, and um, we're always, you know, seeing each other. As a matter of fact, uh, Ben comes over and helps me in the yard and doing things, and and I go over and help him, and we'll. Uh, and and they're just a great family. He's produced the last four projects. Matter of fact, we have a brand new project coming out. Uh, me, uh, Ben Isaac, Bradley Walker, and Mike Rogers. It's kind of a quartet thing. Okay. And it, it's going to be released um, last of this month. It's called Brotherly Love. Brotherly Love. And, well, we'll look forward to that. Okay. You know, the Isaacs are from this from this area originally. They were born here. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. actually on the radio here at the same station 47 years ago when I got my start, and uh, mm -hmm. I remember announcing each time uh, uh, when Joe L Lilly had a, a new baby. So, so yeah, they're from yeah. right here in this area. Yeah, uh, what a wonderful family! Oh yes, um, they are. We we've had such a great time with them, and and last night was awesome, man. I, I we just had a ball, you know, just throwing songs out there doing you know talking about mothers and 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 all that you know it was it was kind of geared toward mother's day last uh -huh. night and we uh of course lily was there and what a sweetheart she is yes she is uh, um but anyway i can't say enough about about them and um 
about the Gaither organization for uh, kind of taking me under their wing, and um, it's really been been good for me. Really right. has. And your so latest anyway. album is called uh, God and Country, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. A lot of great uh, songs on that. So. Yeah, we we thought at the time, you know, we put this together last year that uh, that if ever our country sure needs God, we need Him. We've always needed Him, but right. boy, we just like we, things were kind of going haywire. And, yeah, we and, really need Him and, right uh, now. So. Oh, we really need yeah. Sure enough. We need God desperately, and uh, you know, I just hope we get the wake up call. But you know. Uh, this whole world, man, it's uh, it's it's a strange place to live right now, yes, and with all the things going on. But it's a sign of the times, and and we know that I'm not a gloom and doom guy, but um, I, I just feel like God has this and He has a plan, and and uh, either we fall in line or we don't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I spoke with your lovely wife, Nina. Two days ago, and what a what a nice lady she is. We want to wish her a happy Mother's Day uh, tomorrow, and uh, also uh, my friends Jim and Linda Higgins up in Lindsay, Ontario, Canada. Jim kind of put this together. He was a promoter oh, yeah. up there, Jimmy, and uh, right. he, he kind of put this together for for you and I to talk. And I appreciate that. And he he's called people all over Lindsay, Ontario, and the Canada area, and invited them to tune into RealRootsRadio.com. And they're listening in this morning. So we want to say a, a happy Mother's Day to uh, Mrs. Higgins and all the family and all the friends up there in Canada. And uh, it's just an honor to be able to talk with you this morning, Jimmy. I want you to know that. Yeah, thank yeah, thank Jim, and 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 thank you for for putting us together as well. A wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, we know them very well, and uh, and so you know we appreciate that. And I'm glad he got us together because it's been a good talk this morning. It sure and I is. Thank you for having. Me. Well, it's my pleasure thank to have you, and hopefully we'll get together again sometime. Absolutely, anytime we make it happen. Okay, so, no Jim. Problem. <laughs> great to hear. Great to hear from you this morning, brother. You have a great weekend, and hope things get right. turned around with this uh, virus pretty soon, so you can get back on the road. God bless you. Stay safe and keep your chin up. Okay. Okay, Jimmy. Thanks, brother. Whether you're from Bakersfield, California, Austin, Texas, or Nashville, Tennessee, we're your home for all things country. Real Roots Radio.